Uh, I can't blame nobody but myself for the aches and pains that I have. I can't blame nobody for being lost for 32 years but Dennis. Because Dennis had opportunity to get right with God. And he just chose his own way. And you will. You will. Every person in here will choose their own way. We were talking about in Sunday school. Treasures of your heart. What do you put before God? That's, that's about the only way I know how to put it. What do we really put before we put God in it? Most of the time it's lust and desires of our own heart. We want a better car, a faster car. I, I never forget an old boy on television here a while back, and I love to watch them shows where they build these old cars. And the guy made a statement. He said, you know what's better than 500 horsepower? In a car? And the guy said, what? He said, 600. In other words, it doesn't matter what you have. You always want a little more, a little better. But why is it when it comes to the things of God, we don't want a little more and a little better? Uh, In 1 Samuel there, chapter 17, David and Goliath. Isn't it funny that Goliath and the armies of God, the Philistines, was on one hill. The army of God was on the other hill. This stood out to me as I was studying this. They wasn't in the valley. They were on the hills. They were up. Wasn't no reason for them being down. There went David and Goliath. Here comes little David down to bring Bread and cheese to his brothers. Three brothers in the army down there. Daddy wanted to make sure that they were fed and had plenty. Go down and see what's going on. So here comes a little old ruddy boy. This ought to encourage every young person in the building this morning. This little bitty ruddy boy. The least, the baby. Nothing but a sheep tender. Wasn't ready for the army of God. Hadn't been trained for the army. But here he comes down to the battle. Here he sees God's people. Now listen, if you know anything about God, he's a winner, period. He's never, ever going to lose a battle. And here comes David down to the battle. And all it takes is one demon to walk out on the other side of the mountain and just stand there and make fun of the army of God. And all of the army of God was scared to death. Now, let me speak for Dennis. Dennis didn't have enough sense to back away from fights when he was younger. I don't care if he had backup or not. I don't care if the odds wasn't in his favor. Dennis was stupid enough just to wait out in the middle of them. But if I knew there was backup back there, listen, you couldn't stop me from going out in there. But here we're seeing in this story that 
The army, all it takes is one demon walking out, showing himself, and the army of God is trembling. Now, there's something that stood out as I was studying this for this message that I had never seen before. The king was there. The king. The king was there. Now, wait a minute. We look up to the king. He's a man in charge. He's a man with authority. He's a man that's commanding the army. And I never saw it before this week as I was thinking on this message. Why didn't that king stand up? Why didn't that king say, All right, army, we may be all killed, but we're going to battle. Ain't that sound like the church nowadays? The leader in the churches wants all to go to battle. Now, the leaders in the churches now saying, uh, uh, can anybody get me a man that can fight this fight? I'll give him half the kingdom. I ain't going in there. <laughs> well, maybe that's the reason I ain't never been a king. I'd have got us all killed. Because we'd have went to battle. You'd have went with me, wouldn't you, Philip? I know you would have. Isn't it funny that he didn't have to fight. He didn't come out there and throw bombs and spears and show a big array of artillery. Just one demon walks out on the other hillside. Now hold on just a minute. I want to show you something. If there's a great distance between you and me, I'm bold as Bryce, brother. <laughs> Amen. You over yonder on that hillside, I'm going to laugh at you. I'm going to mock you. I'm going to gesture to you. I'm going to do that. You can't get me because you ain't close enough. Look in your scripture and you'll find that that demon called Goliath said, Come unto me. Run on over here, big boy. And he done defiled the army of God. And said, am I a dog that you send this midget out here? This nothing, this nobody. He ain't got a spear, he ain't got a sword, he ain't got a shield. And you think that he's going to defeat me? Now listen church. Is the devil got on your case so heavy that all he's got to do is show up? And you concede the battle. I'll tell you something here this morning. I'm not giving up on a lost soul, period. Until the last breath has left their body, they have opportunity to get right with God. But all this demon had to do was show up. What is, what is it in your life that you're facing that's holding you back from going to battle? Now let me show you something else and you need to read all this scripture. It should be familiar to you anyhow. David's brothers made fun of him for coming down there. What'd you come down here for? 
Make us look bad. I want to help you tonight, this morning, and the rest of your life. If you ain't willing to do it, God has somebody that will. Now hold on. Hold on, I'm going to hurt everybody in the building, including myself. You may hold the position. Are you with me? His brothers was in the army. They had been trained. So they held the position, but they did not have the possession. There's a lot of folks in church that don't have the possession of being born again. Their name's on the roll. They show up. But they're not really saved. How, how can you say that preacher? Listen the Bible said. That you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. And if you have not become a new creature. You're still lost. How do you know you're saved? Well the Bible put it plain. When you begin to love the brother. You know them that you used to hate? You know that old preacher used to preach to you? <laughs> you wanted to avoid him? You know them people that loved you in Christ Jesus and, and you didn't want to hear it? You didn't want to go to church? And, and you didn't want nobody telling you about Jesus? You didn't want nobody telling you about hell? You, you, you begin to love all that. Somebody else sing another song. Let a preacher preach another message. Right? Let's don't get in no hurry to leave church. That's when you really know that something's changed inside of you. But here David shows up and he's willing. Chris, I wish we had some more willing folks for the battle. For the battle. Not just to show up, but for the battle. Hello? That's willing to say, now listen. David said, you come to me with sword and shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. And I like what David said, and God will deliver you into my hands. <laughs> and Goliath looks at him and said, you come to war and you ain't got no sword. You ain't got no shield. And David said, I didn't come in. Listen to me. It's the Hensleology 101. It'll help you. I didn't come in in myself. I've come in the name of the Lord. You're defiling the very God that I serve. God gave me a deliverance from the bear and the lion. He will give you to me. Yep. Now think about this. When Jesus was dying on the cross, Satan was Goliath. He was standing there laughing. We got him. Rick, I, I just wonder how many before Jesus... And by the way, there was a lot of folk named Jesus in that day. There was a lot of people with that name. And I, I can hear Satan say, Why, we killed four or five of them Jesuses already. 
They're still in the grave. They're still in hell. What makes this and thinks he's different? And Satan crucified our Lord. And Goliath said, I'm going to give your flesh to the fowls of the air. Now think about this. Satan would love to destroy you, but not only to destroy you, put you to a public shame. Here Satan is, and Jesus is giving up the ghost on the cross. Satan's having a party. Hello? Hey, if y'all ain't going to shout, I'll shout all by myself. Satan's having a party. He said he was the son of God and he's dying just like the rest of them. He's gone. The ghost, the life, he's gone. Don't you know Satan was having a heyday? But he forgot the words that Jesus said in three days, this temple will rise again. Listen to me carefully. I would like to know and see exactly what happened. And I hope God's got it on film so he can play it for me. To where I can see how Satan himself jumped up and shouted, He's dead! He's dead! He's dead! They're burying him! He's done for! But I wonder what happened to old Satan when he had to put on his sunglasses because the light was coming down. <laughs> to the pits of hell. And when the light came to the pits of hell, old Satan had to bow down because the Shekinah glory of God was shining in the place called hell. And he had to give up the key, death, hell, and the grave. Praise God for the Lamb. Woo! (laughs) And old Satan down on his knees handing up the keys. I guarantee you he was saying in his heart, Oh God, I messed up now. Oh, God, this man's different. Somebody shout right there. He ought to be happy. This man's different. He had to bow. He had to give up the keys because he didn't have the power over this man. He might have killed the others, but this man gave up the ghost. And he said, if I lay my life down, I can pick it up again. You know you can't die in time you want to. Well, I'll take a gun and shoot my brains out. <laughs> Let me help you a little bit. I can show you a boy walking around today. Shot himself right there. Seven millimeter magnum rifle. Rick, what will that do? There wouldn't be nothing left to the back of your head. Nothing. It'd blow the whole back of your head completely away. I went to Broughton to see him. He called for me. Hole right here in the middle of his head. His scalp split plumb out to here. And he's sitting there and he said, Preacher, you kept telling me there is a God. He said, I know there's one now. He said, I know there is a God now. I said, aren't you glad that God let you find that out here? That in the pits of hell. Scout blow the part plumb out to here. I, I'm telling you, it looked like a bullseye in his forehead. And I'm standing in amazement. 
But what do you think he felt? There is a God that can deliver. So old David went to battle in the name of the Lord. <laughs> He's standing out there, ain't got no big sword, ain't got none of the world's things. He's just going in the name of the Lord. The Lord made the rocks. The Lord, listen, listen, you ain't never thought of this, but I did. Only because the Holy Ghost showed it to me. The Bible said without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sin. What do you think made that leather that that sling was made out of? It took blood to get that leather. Praise God, somebody made a sacrifice. And the leather came and the rocks came from the smooth stones in the creek. And God got the glory because man didn't have anything to do with it. Because of the blessings of God. Here the army of God over on the hillside, the king's with them, the army's there, and they're all shaking and trembling because of one demon. What demon in your life is keeping you from God's will today? What demon? Sis, I thought you was going to jump up and preach my message there for a minute. What's keeping us back? What's keeping us back? What's holding you back? I mean, if you're going to go in the name of the Lord, listen, there is absolutely nothing going to happen to you that God does not allow. Nothing. Nothing. Let me tell you a true story. I heard the man testify this. He was in Vietnam. He was in the motor pool. And they had them pinned down. He said we had a grease pit dug so we could pull the tanks and the jeeps and everything over that old grease pit and do the maintenance that we needed to do. And he said they had us surrounded. He said everybody that stuck their head up out of that grease pit was getting killed. Every single one that tried it got killed. And the sergeant said, man, we may all die. But let's die for the cause. And this old boy right here in Marion, he is telling this story. He said, about four o'clock, the Holy Ghost spoke to him. Said, you know what your mamas are doing? He said, yeah, I know what mama's doing. It's four o'clock. She's praying for me every day at four o'clock. She prayed for her son. <laughs> Holy Ghost said, it's your turn. He said, I thought the Holy Ghost said, well, you're going to die and go on to heaven right now. He said, I jumped up out of that grease pit. Told the sergeant, said, I'll be the next one. He said, I went out that door. He said, bullets was a flying everywhere. He said, there wasn't nothing touch me nowhere. And he said, because I escaped, I got in a position to where I could pick them off so my partners could get out of the grease pit and come to me. And said the sergeant asked him, said, why all of a sudden did you want to jump up and run out? He said, I knew mama had to hold the hem of the garment and there wasn't nothing going to touch me for a little while. He said, I know mama had God's attention and God was looking at me in the mess I was in. God's looking at you today in the mess you're in. And they were victorious. Now he told that out of his own mouth right here in a Gideon's meeting. And I thought, how 
precious it is to know about prayer. Then there was another one got up and gave his testimony. He was a chaplain. I wished I could remember his name. He was in a similar situation, but he said, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, it's going to be all right. He said, we got out of the trouble we was in and made it. Now listen to this story. Testifying right here in Marion at the community building. He said, I did not know why God spared me that day and the rest of us. He said, I got married. My wife's family lives in South Carolina. Said we were eating at that home one day. And said his wife told him, said, tell mama about your troubles you were in and almost lost your life in you and your whole platoon. And he got to telling about when it was, what time of the day it was. And his mother-in-law jumped up shouting. He didn't know what she was shouting about. She ran in the bedroom and got her Bible. Come laid it out before him. And on this page was tears, stains. And above it it was right. I don't know why I'm praying, but God, you said pray. 3.15 in the morning. 3.15, God got her out of the bed and got her to praying for a future son-in-law she had never met. And it was the exact time that he was pinned down. See, it didn't take just anybody. It took one with a calling on their life. That pray at that certain time. Why do you think David was down there? Why do you think David's daddy said take them bread? Why do you think David's daddy said take them cheese? Hey, the Holy Ghost of God had told daddy and daddy told the son and the son went and done the job. I'm so glad for the son of God today that heard the voice of God and gave his life for me. But will you? Will you? That old boy began to cry. His wife did not even know that tale. She didn't know why she was praying. 3.15 in the morning, the Holy Ghost woke her up and said, go to your living room and lay face down in your Bible and pray. Has the Holy Ghost ever spoken to you and you not been obedient? And the church said, oh me. Because we've all heard that voice and we didn't all obey when that voice said go. So here we are with David. David's gone to Goliath in the name of the Lord. The Lord delivered him. Amen. He had enough ammunition to take care of the whole job, not just part of the job. We done seen the sacrifice was given to make the leather, to make that sling. And God had the right stones in the right brook at the right time. You might say again, like old Bob McCurry, what a whale of a servant. Amen. I thank God for a few. That's a whale of a servant for God Almighty. It may not sound good. It may not even seem good. It may not even look good. But God will get the glory when we begin to mind the God that has heaven. But does God have you? Does God really have you? Listen to me, and I'll try to close this morning. David 
was not a trained soldier. He did not have a uniform. He did not have a weapon. So when he agreed to fight this giant, the king gave him all of his gear. Put it on, David. Now, I want to help you right now. Church, ain't that what we try to do to new converts? We put all of our gear on them and it weighs them down. David said, I ain't tried this shield. I ain't tried this sword. But he said, I'll tell you what I have done. He said, God in me and God through me helped deliver me from the bear and the lion. So I'll just go in the name of the Lord. King, you keep your earthly things and let me just go in the name of the Lord. What about you? You may not be in the army. You may not be suited up. But are you God's child? I thought about this in this message. Where was that army getting its food? Does anybody ever think of that? Now think about this. Read in the Bible and you hear of hundreds of thousands being killed. Well, say there's 10,000. A pound a day barely would sustain a soldier. I mean just minimum. So that's 10,000 pounds a day. Where's all those provisions coming from? Oh, I've got your wheels a-turning now, ain't I? Think about this. What was David? Sheep tender. Sheeps give wool, milk, and meat, and milk is made cheese. Now, let let me help everybody. When God created the heavens and the earth, if God created the earth before he created heaven, where would he have put it? Hello? Right? If God had created the animals before he created the earth, where would he have put them? What I'm trying to get you to see is God has everything in order. He created the heavens. Then he created the earth. There was water on the earth. It was without void and and formed. So he formed it just the way he wanted it. Then he began to put what? He put the trees and the grass and the herbs there. If he'd have put the animals there before he'd done that, they'd have starved to death. Hello? If he'd have put the fish there before the water was there. Come on now. I mean, God knew exactly when to do, what to do, and how to do, and everything was good. He said, he saw, he made, and it was good. So you say, what good was that battle? Listen to me. There's not a person in this building today that won't face a battle. Somehow, some way, you're going to face a battle. It's how you come out of that battle. If anybody in America has a right to be angry, 
it would be our disabled vets. I, I don't even like to think on this subject because I get mad. I get in the flesh. A man that makes as little as a soldier does and puts his life on the line and an AID blows his legs and his arms off and then he has to beg the American people to help him is a shame and a disgrace unto God. A stench on America. That person should never have to want for anything. If there's anything that would help that person, it ought to be given to them. But no, the ones that ain't doing nothing except writing a letter and signing their name has got all the benefits in the world. Making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Not accounting what they get on the side. Isn't it a shame and a disgrace? That we as people don't take care of those. But aren't you glad that the Heavenly Father has never left one of them alone? Listen to me. David had what he needed when he needed it. It did the job that God sent him to do. Hello? Wasn't no great big fanfare about it. He just stepped out there in the name of the Lord and that demon said, come unto me. Let me me help you today. I'm trying to close. If you run to that demon without God, you'll be consumed by that demon. I wonder, Chris, how many on the sidelines of the Lord's army are saying, you know, we might ought to surrender and go on over there. You know that was said, right? Can I help us this morning? We're not going to surrender. I want to die in the battle, Lord. I want to die in this war. I want to die fighting for my Lord. I'm not going to surrender my book. Hello? I'm not going to surrender my way of worship. I'm not going to have light shows and all of that. I'm just going to have an old-fashioned Holy Ghost feel. Hold down for God. I want the Holy Spirit in the house of God that it'll deliver and meet the need of everybody that comes and sits in a pew, but it takes us. So where are you in the army today? His three brothers ridiculed him for coming. And I'll tell you something. I got two brothers. And if they ever bring me cheese and bread, I'm going to hug her neck. Hello? You bring this fat boy something to eat, you got a friend for life. Hello? I mean, I'm in the army. I, I'm surrounded. I, I, you know they're not eating the best. And here comes a wagon load of provisions. Come on now. I don't know about you, but I'm a bread eater and a cheese eater anyway. Yeah, I've got a 15-pound block of cheese in my refrigerator right now. Mm-hmm. Horseradish cheese. Ooh, I love it. Just break you off a chunk, get you a chunk of bread, and just sit down. But they want to ridicule him. Church. 
Do we do more ridiculing than we do blessings? Are we the ones sitting here all pouted up? God, I wish I had two hours. There was eight of these children. This was the baby. Does anybody know what number eight is? New beginning. All right. Three sons in the service. Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hello? Are you with me? Now we see number eight brings food in hopes of a new beginning. There's a new beginning for you here today. Because you are in the battle whether you realize it or not. Are you going to let that demon hinder you one more time from going to an altar of prayer? And receiving your blessing? What will stand in your way today? What will stand in your way? Who are you going to blame? What are you going to blame? Everyone stand, every head bowed, and every eye closed. Somebody in this building's been in a fight. And something's almost overcome you. Some are making their way to the altar of prayer right now. What's keeping you from serving God the way you should? Come on, children. Come on, children. Best place in the world for you is in this altar of prayer right now. Come on, children. Brother Daniel. Come on, children. Man of God, come and pray with these. Stewards, come and pray with these. If you've got a heart of concern, come pray with these. Come pray with these. They need somebody to help pray. It's always good to have a partner to help you pray. If you're not in the battle right now, you will be. If you're not facing trouble right now, you will be. Would you allow God to come to you? Give you refreshment today? Say, Lord, I'm going to go forth in the name of the Lord and be victorious in the name of the Lord. What about you this morning? God's children too long have been burdened. They are longing for heaven's green shore. Where heartaches are left far behind us And burdens are carried no more Come morning I'll walk by the river I'll rest neath the evergreen tree So I'll carry my cross through the midnight. Come morning, there's glory for me. 
Sometimes I'm despised and rejected. And I question, oh, Father, how long? Then I take one more look at Mount Calvary. And it gives me the strength to go on. Come morning, I'll walk by the river. I'll rest neath the evergreen tree. So I'll carry my cross through the midnight. Come morning, there's glory for me. Give the Lord a hand clap.